Hi everyone, this is Yaro Stark here from Entrepreneur's Journey and I have on the call with me today uh, a gentleman by the name of Timothy Sykes. Now Tim came onto my radar and actually you know I don't even remember this Tim so you might be able to remind me but apparently I think you got in touch with me many months ago but just recently uh, a fan of yours, I don't know who it was, um, he just, just introduced me, sent an email saying this Tim guy is doing great things with his blog and you know making a ton of money so he maybe get get a hold of him and see what he's doing so uh, I, I paid attention then I don't know if I paid attention to the the time you approached me but maybe you can <laughs> explain that I can't remember it but anyway th welcome and thank you for joining me on the call thanks for having me uh, yeah I, I initially reached out to you when I uh, wrote my book uh, an American hedge fund uh, many months ago but you know obviously there's 200,000 books published each year you're just like ah, who is this guy screw that but you know now that I've been blogging for a year and I have quite a few readers, uh, you know, luckily one of them reached out to you and you're a fellow blogger. So uh, it's good to finally talk to you. It, it has to be the blog thing because I actually, I do remember um, you mentioning your book and, and you're quite right. Uh, there's a lot of people sending book type requests, you know, check out my book, doing great things. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I've got a pile of books I'm supposed to read that people just sent to me, but it's as soon as I saw the word blog, it's a bit different, you know, it gets through the defenses a bit more. So Exactly. <laughs> Blogging is a, kind of a, a new brotherhood, you know, publishing, there's so many books. I have a stack of books too. I haven't read them. You know, who has the time for that stuff? So the reason you're on the call today uh, among, well, the obvious thing, you're, you're a blogger, but let's, let's go back to uh, maybe the beginning with this and maybe you can tie in the book as well because you blog about the stock market, but how did... Uh, like this is the blog is something that came about much later in your timeline, obviously. So you just want to give us a brief background study that led you to the point where you started your blog. Yeah, sure. Um, basically, I, I started the blog to promote my book. Uh, so I didn't even realize that blogging would become my full-time profession. I was just trying to figure out ways how do I get my book out there. My book, in American Hedge Fund, is basically uh, just my autobiography, um, how I turned $12,000 into $2 million, uh, got a little too cocky, got a little too undisciplined, and, and lost a third of it. Um, and started a hedge fund along the way and learned quite a few uh, important lessons in the stock market and relating to the industry and brokers and just a, a very uh, Wall Streety story of, you know, somebody not really understanding how the industry works. Now I kind of do after 10 years. Um, I've learned definitely a, a lot of lessons. So now I'm blogging um, the book, which I thought was going to make my career. You know, it sold a few thousand copies. It, it's decent for a, a self-published title. Um, I'm making pretty good money considering the fact that it's uh, print-on-demand and I ignored bookstores. But the majority of my money has uh, come from blogging. And so now I'm making uh, $50,000 to $75,000 a month just from my blogging operation and offering uh, real-time trade alerts. I'm, I'm a stock trader, so I, I teach and I tell people exactly when I'm making my stock trades. And since I've tripled my money um, in the last year when pretty much everyone else has gotten destroyed, it gives me a, a little bit of uh, credibility. <laughs> now, I want to jump into that in a moment. Before um, we talk about that, though, how – I remember reading your, your background. You just explained that, but you took your bar mitzvah money, right? And that's the money you turned into um, you know, a million dollars, wasn't it, from, from stock trading. How did you learn that, though? Was this uh, just self-taught? 
Yeah, this is, uh, this is all self-taught. That's why I started getting into publishing because I think other people who are starting with 12,000 um, and starting in the stock market, they shouldn't have to be self-taught because I've learned lessons over a decade. Um, you know, I wish more people would share these kinds of lessons. And basically, I would just uh, play penny stocks, which are stocks trading under $5, under $10 a share. They're greatly despised. Most Wall Street firms laugh if you ever bring up the word penny stock. You know, usually people have some kind of uh, horror story related into it because these are tiny speculative companies, mostly frauds, um, a lot of scams, a lot of manipulation. And this is my playground because I don't invest in these companies. I actually bet against them. Um, I'm a short seller. So I actually look for these scams. I want your readers to send me their spam emails. Um, you know, when somebody spams a, a company saying, oh, buy this stock. It's trading at 10 cents. It could be the next Exxon Mobil. Um, that's the kind of stocks that I play. Um, and there's actually a high degree of predictability because you're dealing with scammers and manipulation, and these scammers are not the brightest, uh, they're not the sharpest tools in the shed. So it's pretty easy to tell which companies are just bogus, and you can actually bet against them and make money when their stock prices drop when they're eventually found out to be scams. All right, so let me get this straight just to clarify because I'm not, I've never traded penny stocks. You basically would uh, make a wager almost against the company, um, the price of that stock falling. That's essentially how that works? Correct. Uh, short selling, you know, it's a very common uh, strategy used by hedge funds. It hasn't trickled down to the mainstream yet. Um, and unfortunately, or fortunately for me, it hasn't because, you know, this is my expertise, short selling, and it should be a strategy that more investors and traders use. Obviously, they wouldn't be so depressed when they see the stock market crashing every day. They would say, wait a minute, you can make money in bad times also. So I focus on short selling. I focus on day trading. I focus on penny stocks. Just all the, the worst things in the stock market that you can think of, I've made that my, uh, my discipline, for better or worse. <laughs> okay, so and I can see how the recent turmoil in the stock market might benefit you because you are necessarily betting against companies that are going to go under or perform poorly. So it doesn't necessarily matter whether the price is going up or down. It's what you, uh, you know, plan for it to do and then and, uh, put your money in accordingly. So that's... Uh, that works well, but let's jump back to how this turned into a blog. So, you started a blog to promote your book, and obviously, your book told your story of how you went through that experience with gaining a lot of money and then losing some of it. What? When did your blog sort of become less about your book and more about uh, everything else you do? Uh, well, I started the blog in October of '07. Uh, that was the same month my book was. Uh, published or hit Amazon.com. So I was really trying to, you know, put as many links to Amazon.com. But after a few months, you know, the book sales were nice, but we're talking only five, ten, uh, sometimes fifteen thousand dollars a month. And I had much bigger expectations. I've always been pretty ambitious. So then I started saying, wait a minute, there are people making money from blogs. So I looked at your blogs. I looked at some people like John Chow um, and Shoe Money, and I was trying to see how can I make money from blogging. So I got into advertisements, um, affiliate programs, but unfortunately, since I deal with scams um, and I'm not promoting the scams, um, I actually bet against the scams, affiliate marketing really wasn't the thing for me because I didn't want to be affiliated with these scams. So it was kind of tough um, at first, but then I realized you know, I gradually became aware of what my readers wanted, and they wanted stock picks. So I was making trades pretty much every few days, um, and I would write about them afterwards to teach people exactly what I did right and what I did wrong, but people wanted the trades real time. So I started Tim Alerts in June, uh, which really just 
built my business. Uh, so we're talking five, four or five months ago, and my, my revenues and income just doubled and, and tripled because everyone wants real-time trade alerts. Okay, so when you say uh, Tim alerts and real-time trade alerts, that, that's essentially an email list. Would that be right? Correct. And we have uh, TimAlerts.com. It's its own website. It has a chat room. Uh, people can discuss stuff real time. And it's basically, you know, it's for entertainment purposes only. I don't want to, I'm not a financial advisor by any means. Um, but since I have tripled my money in the last year and people want to understand how to do that, you know, I send them real time trade alerts. Okay. Um, that's actually interesting. I have a student in my, my program who uh, writes about college football and he's really good at picking college football games. And that's actually what he's become well known for and what his blog has become popular for. So I can see a lot of parallels between your two stories here. And I think he's going to follow your path. But let, let's explain that path. So you veered away from affiliate programs because it wasn't applicable. And you started a newsletter. And obviously this brought a lot of audience and a lot of attention. And you provide a lot of value. So you got a lot of you know, credibility and following. How did you come to uh, monetize that process? Like, what did you decide yeah. was the best way? Yeah, I, again, it's it's totally applicable to any industry, whatever your uh, specialty, whatever you have experience in. What I did was just start writing everything down. Uh, trying to promote my book, but more importantly, you know, there's a lot of stuff in finance that pissed me off, so I, I felt the urge to write about it, um, and I kept it all free at first, which turned out to be great. I didn't even realize it. You know, I was, I was kind of learning as I went, but for the first six months of my blog, uh, all the content was free, and now Tim Alerts is not just real-time trade alerts. I also send out a morning watch list to subscribers so that they can prepare for the day ahead of time. And this is premium content. So I'm full, you know, all in favor of creating free content, building a readership, showing that your content is worth something, and then changing to a premium structure where you can actually uh, make money from that content because, you know, I'm charging $30 a month. What's $30 a month to somebody who's a stock trader who can make, you know, $300, $3,000 on one trade? And the value is there. Um, so when you provide a huge value where people can literally make many times their investment, uh, you know, you have to charge premium. And uh, again, it, it's not something you can charge premium immediately for. Yes, you can do that, but you're not going to get many subscribers because then the, the search engines won't pick you up because it'll be a premium subscription uh, only site. Uh, so my, my advice would be to make everything free, gain a following, and then, uh, and then stick it to them. <laughs> Well, for lack of a better term, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not so subtle, you know. That, but that's what it comes down to. If you can't afford thirty dollars a month, I don't want you uh, stock trading because you know lots of people try and stock trade because they want to make their rent money. I don't believe that's what stock trading should be for. I think it should be you know a nice little extra money. Um, you know, go out to a nice dinner every now and then. Maybe maybe get something even nicer than just a nice dinner. But it shouldn't be income that you need. Um, you shouldn't have to rely on trading profits. 90% of traders lose money, and it's because most people rely on those profits for living expenses. Right, which can result in, in poor decision-making. So let's break this down, though. To, I, I get a lot of people asking questions uh, about basically what you're doing. So you've got a, a, a really quality free list, of, uh, a blog that's got a lot of great free information, and you put out a premium service for $30 a month. Now, there's some common questions that come along with that. Let me start with the first one. How do you decide what's premium content and what's free? Good call. Everything becomes free eventually. It's just time delayed. Like I, I put up my morning watch list. I send it to my subscribers at 7, 8 in the morning before the market opens at 9.30. But then I also post it on my free site 
uh, around midday. So you can actually see everything I'm giving my premium subscribers. There's just a time difference, and that time difference is valuable because the stocks have already moved, um, and you know you, you can't prepare ahead of time. So even when I make a trade, I detail every single trade eventually. Um, again, the real-time people, they get it right when I make the trade within minutes of me making the trade. The, the free subscribers, they get it a few days later, and they have to deal with my, uh, you know, my marketing and obsessive linking to my uh, premium product saying, if you want this real-time, then you have to pay me a, a small sum of money. Yeah, you sticking it to them, as you said. So <laughs> I'm sticking it to them, you know, and it, and it's there's no, it doesn't cost me anything uh, to, you know, it costs me very little to have a premium service. It doesn't cost me anything more to add a new subscriber. So I could care less if somebody is a free subscriber or a premium subscriber. But if they really want to be in the game, if they want to participate in the potential rewards, the monetary rewards, then they have to, you know, put up a little money. Mm -hmm. And this is something unique to your industry, certainly, because time is such a critical element. Let's um, talk about the technical aspects of this because that's something else people are always interested in. Might be a bit boring for us, but and you're not a, a tech person, so I know you don't do your tech uh, all yourself. But how have you structured this uh, premium service? And and even give us the basics. Are are you using Aweber or GetResponse for your newsletters? And then how are you charging for the premium service? Yeah, technology is definitely not my strong point. I was lucky enough. Uh, the best thing that came out of my book. Uh, was that one of the, the guys who read it, you know, a lot of people who are into penny stocks who are in that field read it. And so now I have uh, pretty good respect among the penny stock people because I tell it like it is. I don't hype, you know, piece of crap companies. I actually say this company is a scam. Um, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to trade it. So luckily I was fortunate enough to find this, this guy, Adarsh Dilip, um, who's my now web designer slash business partner, and he handles the technology side. So we have all WordPress, TimAlerts.com, TimothySykes.com. Um, these are based in WordPress, and we've gone from there. It's kind of tough, or it's been tough for us. I don't know about other people, but uh, WordPress is obviously a free platform, and trying to limit the, uh, the information on it has been uh, a challenge. We tried AWeber. Unfortunately, um, a lot of the people on my subscriber list, they just didn't respond. AWeber requires you to uh, subscribers to confirm that they're on the list. Even though these people are paying me on PayPal, um, and by the way, everything we have is, is via PayPal. Um, even though they're paying me, many people are not opening up their emails because they're just, they like the title, like they like to see exactly what I'm doing. They don't open the emails, so they couldn't confirm AWeber. So when we tried to do AWeber, only half our list responded, and then the other half obviously wouldn't be able to be emailed. So right now we're using MailChimp. Um, I'm looking at Mad Mimi. I'm looking at lots of different email service providers because there's as the list has grown we now have nearly um, a thousand paying subscribers you know there's a time difference and obviously for real-time stock alerts you can't have a time difference so if you have any advice of, of any uh, you know real-time email service providers I'm all ears you know I, I've, I've noticed a lot of people seem to go with get response if they don't want the double opt-in uh, okay. I'm not sure if get response has as a mandatory requirement because I've noticed a few lists I've joined have just sent me the message after putting my name and email in. So I'm pretty sure that's, um, well, removes the double opt-in anyway, which is what you're talking about. But um, yeah, it's a tough one. Technology is always a challenge uh, as well with, with everything I do. It's probably the biggest hurdle with everything. So, But I want to take a few t steps backwards, um, Tim, because we didn't really cover the earlier stages of this. Um, a lot of people might be in your shoes with expertise, the ability to provide valuable content, and the ability to even produce premium content to sell. So they have the structure uh, for a business there, 
but they didn't never get any attention. They never get any customers. They never get any blog readers. What and this is in particular during the you know the first month or the first two months. What did you do to drive traffic during the early days? Yeah, uh, I was on this TV show, which helped you know, which has basically been the catalyst for my entire uh, publishing operation. Uh, it's called Wall Street Warriors. It's in twelve different countries now. Um, it wasn't a you know, it's not on a major channel. It was on Mojo, which is a high def TV network in the U.S., and now it's on all these uh, random international channels. So that helped me at first, but. I thought that the game was over. You know, I was like, all right, I made a lot of money. I'm real. I'm not some BS marketer. I thought that people would just come to my site. That's not how it works. So when I, at first, for the first few months, um, you know, first of all, you have to learn about your niche. You have to see exactly what websites are popular in your niche. You have to hit those websites. You have to become uh, commentators. You know, on your site, you can obviously, on any popular blog, you can leave a comment. And so you can obviously link your website. You get a few hits from that. Um, but really what it comes down to is providing good content. Um, at first, I, I had content mixed with pictures. I was obsessed with you know, making my blog all pretty and, and getting the best pictures. And when it comes down to it, no one cares about pictures. That's not going to pull up in the, the Google search um, terms. So you really have to focus on putting out good content, uh, proving again and again that you're right. Uh, whether it's the stock or, you know, if you're a janitor and, and you just give janitorial tips of how to uh, fix, you know, plumbing issues. If you give good information, people will come back because they'll say, wait a minute, this guy, I got the solution here for free. Um, you know, maybe I'll keep checking back because obviously it doesn't cost me anything. It's only time. Um, so if you can build your base of readers, that helps. And then eventually, after another few months, I had between 100 and 200 really devoted readers who had been making money off my picks. And at this time, I still had not had a premium service, um, but they were spreading the word. They were saying, look, I just made money off his pick. Um, it didn't cost me anything. Check out his blog. I think he's, he's great. So I actually created a kind of small army, um, which I've read on a lot of blogging, how to make money blogging um, is necessary because you can't be up 24 hours a day. You know, When I first started, I was working literally 16, 18 hour days, just getting all these uh, blog posts up. Um, you know, I was doing, at my peak, I was doing seven or eight blog posts a day. Now I'm down to three. Um, but it's, it's still, uh, it's not an easy job to put up, continually put up good content because you have to research the articles, you have to link everything. Um, you know, it, it's definitely not the four hour work week. <laughs> I don't think anyone's really doing the four-hour work week. Well, maybe some people are, but there's an interesting point there. How how are you? Like, why is it you can do this? That what's what's your unique skill set that you know? Well, motivates you that allows you to to pick the stocks that do well. You know, what do you think is the magic you've got? Uh, it's not magic. It's just the fact that I'm doing research. You know, my the reason I, I would do this whether I wrote about it or not. The hard part is actually having time to write about everything in as much detail as I research it um, because I'm literally doing four to six hours a day of stock research for my own personal trading because you know I want my trading to be good. Then writing about it, um, it it's definitely not easy. And, and it's not magic. It's just a question of finding the stocks that are in play, finding, doing the hardcore research, digging through the SEC filings, which no one likes to do, but the, these are legal filings where you can actually see what the companies are doing legally. Uh, press releases, you can't trust them in the stock market, especially penny stocks, because you can literally put anything in a press release and then just put a disclaimer on the bottom saying, you know, 
forward-looking statements, everything might not turn out the way that we say it is. But people exaggerate. PR firms are paid to exaggerate. They're paid to make everything look as good as possible. If you ever listen to a, a company conference call, the CEO they're going to say everything's fine because they're the company's number one cheerleader. One day before Bear Stearns went under, under business, you know, he was on CNBC saying everything was fine, literally one day. Um, so you really have to kind of cut through the BS, um, which is if, if you call that magic, then that's what it is. It, it's really just hard work. <laughs> I'm glad you say that because you know, I think most people who don't get a result just don't put enough effort in for a long enough time. So, and, and most of the really successful people seem to have uh, tremendous energy, which I think comes from the passion they have for what they're doing. Um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk is a great example of that. He's obviously a bit of a Fruit Loop sometimes with how much energy he has. So, you know, I think you might come from a similar uh, uh, mold as him. But um, yeah, and and I'd like to add, you know, it's not all about necessarily making money right up front. You know, I, I didn't think I still don't even want to calculate how much I'm earning per hour if you put in all the hours that I worked because there were many months where I was just looking at all the blogs in my niche, all the stock market blogs, seeing what I liked, seeing what I didn't like, seeing what worked, seeing what didn't. Um, you know. I'm still learning. And, and what's amazing is that some of these, uh, you know, everyone thinks that if you're on TV and you're doing major media, then it's a home run. But that's not the case. You know, I write for AOL, I write for MSN, um, and I get some traffic from that. But when I do some um, small websites, you know, just niche websites. I, I did an interview with uh, this guy who writes about the black Amex card. And I did just, uh, you know, black Amex cards are uh, for, I don't know. Do you know what a black Amex card is? I do only because of um, Neil Patel and, and John yeah. Chow. So. Exactly. A few people have written about it, but some people take it very seriously. And, you know, in my interview, I just decided to rip on it. So the whole interview was just about how anybody with a black Amex card is just, you know, probably a cokehead. They're trying to impress the wrong people. Um, so I did this ridiculously uh, – I, I wouldn't even know what the, the word is. It was just a ridiculous interview and I got the most traffic from that interview much better than being on Fox or CNBC or anything uh, where I'm just limited in what I can say. You know, They just want stock picks. That's pretty much what the major business networks want which is why they're doing so well right now because – you know, most people are financially illiterate. They just want the easy way out, and that's not the the reality of the stock market. All right, let, let's go back to your your sales process. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I have, <laughs> I have a lot of points. I don't know. I'm just gonna keep talking. You might have to cut me off. No, no, that's all right. It's it's uh, everyone has their own way of generating traffic and marketing, and it's 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 amazing the variety of ways. I mean, I could probably go into a whole discussion with you about how to get on TV as a way to market your blog. You know, it's it's not something everyone's going to do, but there are people out there who would be really, really interested. Um, well, well, let me ask you that question: How would you go about getting on TV if you want to, you know, follow in your footsteps in that regard? Yeah, I mean, I've I've done the whole uh, media route. You know, I've been on every single major network. I found myself on CNN debating. God, sex, and greed with a porn star and a rabbi. Um, that's actually a great YouTube <laughs> clip um, if you want to check that out. But, you know, TV, surprisingly, being featured on CNN at 8 p.m. didn't help me at all. It didn't help my book sales at all. Being featured in page six, which is the New York Post gossip column, which completely trashed me, was the single best sales day I've ever had for my book because, you know, it just depends on who reads what. But if you really want to get on it, um, there is a service that I use. Um, I actually just recently discovered this. You probably know of it. It's called PRLeads.com. PR Do you know leads. that? Uh, maybe. No, I don't. I'm, I want to confuse it with PR, the other one that submits your press releases for you. Uh, no, this yeah. is uh, – no, it's not uh, 
PR web. This is uh, PRleads.com. It basically for uh, $100 a month or $1,000 a year, you sign up to this. Please put my referral. Come on. This is like a great affiliate thing. This is the one thing I'm an affiliate for. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it's uh, reporters who are looking for sources for their stories. They actually put out daily um, emails asking for, you know, are, if you're a stock market expert, we need you to comment on the economy. And it goes on ProfNet, which is the PR newswire, um, and you can respond directly to these journalists so that even if you do not get listed in this article, you know, um, sometimes there's not a direct fit. Um, obviously, I deal with penny stocks, and I reply to a lot of journalists looking for comments on the economy. Um, they're, they're obviously not going to use me. But I do create a, a little repertoire with these journalists, and they think of me eventually when there might be another topic. So if you create relationships with individual journalists, um, something that, else that has worked for me greatly uh, is on Facebook. Lots of journalists are on Facebook, and if you try and email them directly, they get thousands upon thousands of emails. Every PR agency in the world is trying to get them to write articles. If you hit them up personally on Facebook, you have an in because most people are not big-time Facebook users. Um, you know, a random journalist is not going to have a million messages, so you can actually get through to them. And that worked for me sending um, my book to a few places like the Wall Street Journal and uh, the Dow Jones Newswire. And actually, my book got reviewed by those, not because of the PR firm that I hired for $20,000. All right. So there's a very, maybe not simple tip, takes a bit of work, but write a book. Go to Facebook, submit it to journalists, and see what happens right there. Exactly. Okay. You made it, you made it simple. That's, that's your job. <laughs> I, I just talk, and then you simplify. <laughs> well, I'm the interviewer, not the interviewee. So anyway, let's, um, let's go back to what I wanted to jump into. Now, you have uh, uh, the stock, stock premium service for the, the stock tips, but you also sell some other things, don't you? Can, can you break down a little bit of your, your sales funnel and, and what you're selling from your blog? Yeah, definitely. Uh, every month I break it down, uh, inspired by John Chow's monthly breakdowns. And, uh, you know, last month it was about 53,000. The month before was about 50,000. Um, it's, it's pretty much split half and half um, between DVDs. Um, I, I have a, a DVD called Penny Stocking, which is also pennystocking.com, uh, which we're going to build out into our own kind of the street.com for penny stocks. Uh, but right now it's just a DVD um, that basically teaches the basics of penny stocks, how not to trust people, stuff like that. Um, and that sells well. But unfortunately, that's, you know, once people have learned the strategy, I can't put out new DVDs every single month. So the, the real-time trade alerts is a monthly subscription service, which is, uh, again, $20,000 for that, $20,000 for the DVD. But the monthly subscription service is growing much faster because people, they, a lot of people don't even want to take the time to watch the DVD. They just want picks. Um, and then obviously I do have a little advertising and a little affiliate revenue, um, but it's, it just doesn't compare because I'm not a big site. We're only averaging um, about uh, 10,000 uh, page views a day, and all the financial advertisers, they want to go with the biggest sites. And that's fantastic uh, uh, representation <laughs> of what is possible. Bless you. Of, um, <laughs> when yeah, you. Thank you. <laughs> When you focus on creating products and use your expertise to sell, and I'm in the same boat. Most of, well, the majority of my income uh, comes from direct sales of my my own coaching program. And while advertising income and affiliate income is very good, I wouldn't want that money to dry up, especially the affiliate income. Um, you always make more from selling your own stuff, and it's just so much easier to sell that. So I think so many more bloggers could benefit from you know getting on the product bandwagon and start 
leveraging what they're building in terms of credibility and traffic and start selling their own stuff. But and and just to uh, you know extend on that, I also just started doing private seminars. Uh, I have a seminar coming up in Vegas, and that's just a new thing because the products you can explain your strategy, but some people have extra questions. So in-person meetings is just a whole new revenue stream, and it's more useful because. The, you want your students to succeed because you want them to give you good testimonials. So you're helping yourself get better testimonials while making money, which is just a home run. What I'd like to talk about, continuing this, um, obviously you're unique um, in a similar way that I'm unique, but it's, it's becoming less unique in the fact that you have an email list as well as your blog, and, and one sort of feeds the other, and you, know, you use both to market with. Would you mind maybe divulging a little bit of, of what's converting better for you? Like do you do you make more directly from your newsletter versus your, your blog or you know, is it the email or is it the RSS feed? What's the most powerful for you? Um, yeah, I mean the, the blog goes to promote the premium service. The premium service is what I think is the most scalable. You know, right now I have just under a thousand paying subscribers. I think that I can scale that up to maybe ten or twenty thousand um, when all is said and done. But the blog is really the free blog is just to promote the testimonials. I mean, every single day I have a watch list of between five and twenty stocks. I usually trade one or two of them, but that doesn't prevent others from trading more. So I use every single testimonial, um, you know, and I'm coming, I literally have testimonials coming out of uh, everywhere, uh, which is nice because most people in the stock market, they only have, you know, these subscriber, uh, these newsletters, they have one or two, maybe three or four uh, testimonials. I'm getting that every single day. That makes me more unique. That shows that this is real. I'm not using the whole uh, one-page sales sheet, which a lot of websites use. Yeah, obviously, the one-page sales sheet and the, the audio and video testimonials, you know, there's a whole formula behind that. I don't use any of that. I don't have time to use any of that. Maybe if I wanted to get you know, really scummy um, and scammy, kind of like the penny stocks that I deal with and probably have better conversions, I should convert to that. But for now, I just like being real. Um, if anybody emails me, I try and email them back within a few days. Obviously, uh, the more emails I get, you know, I, I get behind sometimes, and some people don't like that. But uh, you know, it, it's really just about creating personal contact and showing people that look, you're real. This is not some uh, BS thing where you're going to claim to help people get rich. There's enough of those. You know, Trump University, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. I, I've seen their courses. They they sugarcoat everything. They don't they don't tell you any specifics. And, you know, I wonder why don't they have all these testimonials from people who are supposedly getting rich off their products. So it's really just about cutting through the BS in the stock market and, and cutting through the BS in the, the whole publishing world, too. I, I just see BS everywhere. I don't know. Maybe I'm overly cynical. <laughs> well, it could be the market you're in. I mean, there's a, a lot of spam flying around with, with uh, yeah, stock trading. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with spam. You know, I'm dealing with companies that spam. I'm definitely uh, surrounded by, uh, I call it the, the gutter of the stock market. <laughs> But just to clarify, I didn't quite answer the question. Was it the like, you've got people subscribing to your RSS, and these testimonials are coming as comments? I, I presume on your your blog posts. Um, but where like, and you don't have a sales page. You said you don't have a landing page there. Um, you you basically got a blog, and then you've got what a link that says buy here to upgrade to the premium or is that going out in an email how does the structure work for the, the yeah, selling process there is a, a timothysykes.com slash dvd and timothysykes.com slash store um, and there is a description of the products but you know I'm not I don't have that whole like don't you want to learn more click here to the go see the next page I don't have teasers like that I just describe the product 
Um, and that works. It seems to work. I, I haven't, I, again, I haven't experimented with the whole uh, scummy kind of sales sheet. Um, I do have one or two affiliates who are actually getting more aggressive and they're using those tactics. Uh, they haven't had much success. Um, and, and just since you bring up the RSS feed, my RSS feed is pathetic. I mean, I literally have 1,200 people on my RSS feed and 1,000 paying subscribers. So I'm not into that whole build my RSS uh, feed uh, kind of competition between uh, John Chow and Shoe Money. Where, <laughs> yeah. You know, you can obviously Aweber, I, I learned there's a trick where you can convert your uh, newsletter, uh, your free newsletter to RSS subscribers, even though they're, they're not really going to check it and that makes you look better. Um, I don't play any of those games. I'm really just showing my trading every day. I don't have time to play games. That's what it comes down to. I'm watching a stock right now as I'm talking to you, um, which I'm actually coincidentally up uh, $700 on on a $5,000 investment. So that's my kind of stock trade. So I'm trying to deal with trades all the time. There's always new trades popping up and I'm just trying to answer people's questions as to how I make money. And that's, uh, that's the business model. So basically, you get enough goodwill out there from you helping people. Uh, they come to your website. They they want to uh, you know get more of what you're already providing. They just click the product page, see a brief description, and then click buy and then test out what you've got. That's essentially your structure. Yeah, I mean, most of the people that have bought products, whether it be DVDs or seminars, I have a, a Tim Alerts lifetime membership for two thousand dollars, which somebody purchased. Um, these are from people who have made a lot of money off my picks. So they're really, they, they think of it as not really spending money. They're, I mean, it's almost kind of like a tip. It's kind of like a donation. Sure, they want to learn, but they're very happy. Uh, the guy who bought the Tim Alerts Lifetime subscription, he was initially one of my greatest haters. He wrote this uh, blog post, which I link to all the time. It says, Timothy Sykes is full of BS. And this was before he knew my strategy. Now that he knows my strategy, he's bought my DVDs. We email all the time. Uh, he's made over $40,000 in six months using my strategy. So he's not afraid to spend, uh, you know, the, the alerts lifetime package was 2000 and then my biggest uh, combo package for all my DVDs is $1,500. So when the gains can outweigh my products, you know, 30, 40, 50 to one within a few months, uh, it's really not that hard to uh, pitch these kinds of products. Okay. Um, before we continue, just, just what's the best website to get a hold of this? Because I'm, I'm sure um, you've talked enough about what you offer. There's got to be some people interested in, in finding out more if they, if they want to do penny stock trading or at least seeing how you're setting up your blog to sell. Uh, TimothySykes.com is the, is the best website to, to enter your, uh, your whole business. Yeah, that's where you enter the dragon, TimothySykes.com, and then after that, it's TimAlerts.com, which is restricted to uh, subscribers only. But on the front page of TimAlerts, you can see all my trades since I started this real-time service in June and all the testimonials, which also links to the blog post. So you can see exactly what I'm doing, and I also have the, the monthly reviews where you can see exactly how much I'm making. So I'm, I, I'm trying to be as transparent as possible. All right, let, let's uh, we'll start to wrap it up. We've, we've done about half an hour, Tim, but I, I want to talk a little bit about um, where you're going with the business, and I know you've got a lot of things planned, but how important do you, do you see the blog <laughs> in all of this? Is it always going to be you know, your main focus, and that's where you're going to you know, deliver your information? Uh, I see blogging as the, the future. Um, it's not just going to be timothysites.com. That's too limiting. We're actually going to hire other people. Uh, we're going to delve into specific topics like I have shortstocking.com, which focuses specifically on short selling. We have pennystocking.com, which, which focuses on penny stocks. So we're going to uh, divvy it up. You know, what I've noticed is that a lot of 
beginning traders um, don't understand technical talk. A lot of advanced traders don't want to deal with uh, new questions. So we're going to split up the beginners and the advanced people. So there's literally going to be about um, a dozen websites when all is said and done. It's a lot of work, a lot of RSS feeds, a lot of content, but there's going to be a little something for everyone. Um, and that way we can kind of attack the entire um, finance blogosphere um, where Everyone will get exactly what they want. They'll get the information quicker. And that's what I see blogging, uh, you know, the popularity with Twitter where you are, you're talking 140-character messages. You, we're not talking three-page blog posts where you're writing basically mini-books. Um, I, I see everyone wanting uh, to, to get the information quicker. They want good information quicker. And, you know, also, I want to touch upon this. I don't know. This probably isn't relevant, but life casting? What, what do you think about life casting and life streaming? <laughs> you mean as a, the concept as a whole or, or particular websites? Concept as a whole. I think it's complete crap. <laughs> well, um, I've started to enjoy Twitter more and more. Um, I, I was hesitant to start using Twitter, but uh, Darren Rouse got on my back and, and said, you know, use it. And I, I started doing it. And I don't know, maybe it's, it's, it's because of the same thing you like about blogging. You get the following, the recognition, you get your own little community, your own little tribe. That's fun, but I'd never want to spend 24 hours a day just broadcasting what I'm doing every single moment. I think that's a bit silly, but um, you know, there's a balance with it. And obviously, you know, you talked about earlier on the need for a cult of a personality. That's what I call it, where you have yeah. people going out there and talking about what you're doing um, just because they benefit so much from you, and that's how you build your your audience without you actually doing anything. And that's that's crucial for any significantly successful blogger out there. They have that cult um, going on. And I think Twitter is just another extension of that. I think you know any live casting tool you want to talk about is, is leveraging that. I mean, most of the most popular Twitter users are going to have massive cult followings because of their personality. So um, you know, but it, in terms of using it or not, it really is a you know you have to make a, a value assessment of what you want from it and whether it can benefit you. I think in your case, Tim, you probably don't have enough time to tweet as well as do all the research and, and post your blog. I don't know. But, oh, um, I, I mean, I, I have a thousand people uh, following me on Twitter, but again, I, I don't have time for like these little petty uh, communications where they're like, "Oh, I'm eating a ham and cheese sandwich," and someone <laughs> twitters back, "How does it taste?" And you're saying, "Oh, it's a bit old," and he's saying, "Oh, okay, I won't go there. What store did you get it at?" And stuff like that, you know, where it's just that's that's nice, that's cute, maybe that does bring you close to your subscribers, but. I think who have valuable information, you know, it, we should focus on giving the valuable information. You know, there's a lot of what I was talking about with with life casting are, are people that specifically just, you know, they're all about sharing their every single detail of their lives and they do nothing else because they have no other time. And I think that's going to die out. I think right now it's nice and fun like, yeah, let's make a video of me singing and put it on the internet. Um and, but that's I think it's just kind of a, a new thing uh right now and I think that'll be dead. I think it'll come to eventually. What will you provide me? What kind of value will you provide me? Why should I listen to you? Well, you got to remember those people doing that are are trying to entertain by revealing what they have about their life. And you're right; if they're not entertaining, then of course they're going to stop doing what they're doing. But you know, we every the reason why they get on YouTube and do that is to become a little bit famous. So you know, that's that's their goal. But, but are they making any money? Okay, we know that they're famous. Not. Yeah, I mean, there's. From what I've heard, all these YouTube video people, I mean, they're not making any money whatsoever. Well, they're not all in it for the money. So some of them just want a little bit of fame and maybe... Interesting. Not in it for the money. That's, know, that's a strange a concept. concept. <laughs> I, I can't... Let me write that down. I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that. It's a good thing you're in the penny stocks because really, 
what's the purpose of trading penny stocks other than making money, right? Exactly. I'm not trying to make friends. You know, I, I get in fights with my subscribers. They're like, you shouldn't be fighting with me. You should be polite. I'm like, I don't care about you. I'm, I'm here to make money. I'm here to make you money. I don't have to be polite. I'm a trader. Most traders are impolite. Most marketers are very polite. That's the difference. So I think I'm actually helping my brand by being real. <laughs> well, you're certainly getting unique personality across, which is always well. It's for that call. and plus so. it's fun, you know. If I'm doing this all the time, it's it's fun to kind of pick fights with people and see how they react. I don't know. Maybe I'm just immature. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it up, Jim. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell from your uh, laugh that, that you disagree. No, no, it's not a case of disagreeing. I, I I think everyone has a motivation, and not everyone's motivation is the same. Yeah. Simple as that. So, um, no, I, I take that. That's that's good. <laughs> But what I do want to talk about, one more thing before we wrap it up, and this is um, you know, less about you and more about the people who are wanting to emulate you. And I think a lot of people might listen to you talk, and I think this is the same thing when you hear a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk or, or any of the more, um, and don't take this the wrong way, eccentric uh, business people. And you know they don't feel that they can maybe you know, be as outgoing as you, be as uh, you know, focused on the the subject that you cover to the same degree that you do. What do you think, you know, those sort of people, especially let's talk about blogging, if they want to get a popular blog going, what what can they do? You know, and, and this is hard for you because you probably never faced a situation where you have no, to No, I, I definitely I mean I was not always this extroverted being on a TV show, being on the blog that that helps um, kind of just speak your mind freely where you realize you know, you can say whatever you want. The more you say, uh, you know, it, the sad reality is the crazier you act, the, the more followers you get because that definitely does differentiate you from the crowd. This is how Jim Cramer, who I'm kind of taking after in finance, you know, he was the original kind of entertaining guy who right, brought right. new audiences to the boring old stock market. Um, you can learn from that. It might, you know, you don't have to be extroverted, although you probably will find that your business um, does do better. So if you're not so extroverted, if you're like a, a typical geeky blogger, um, tech blogger, then, you know, just focus on breaking stories, putting up good content, uh, you know, find your, your typical SEO guy and I don't know, try and try and have a life. You don't have to necessarily be a full-time blogger like a lot of these people who are so determined to succeed and they, you know, they forget that, life is, is somewhat about balance. You know, I, I still have problems balancing my life. Luckily, uh, I've fallen in love with a beautiful girl and she's helped me uh, realize exactly what matters in life. Um, so I, I hope everyone can be as fortunate. <laughs> All right. On that note, Tim, it's a good point to wrap it up. One more time, if people want to uh, visit your website, Timothy Sykes, that's S-Y-K-E-S dot com. And uh, I'm sure they'll, you know, see a lot about everything you talked about so far on the call, and um, that's it. Any last last comments? That's it. I mean, it's it's really just uh, the blogging is just beginning. I think that we're in the bottom half of the first inning. There, you really can't do any wrong because everyone's kind of learning, seeing what works. What works right now won't work in five years or maybe even five months. So you really just have to try everything and, and have fun with it. I think. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Tim, for joining me on the call. I hope everyone got something out of that. And uh, good luck with what you get up to with the future of your, your little mini empire you're building there. Awesome, man. Thanks again.